2: Even if it cost me my life.
1: Oh no, that that's not necessary. Uh, wholly unnecessary, sir.
2: No, it's my holy charge.
1: It I- is so not. Yeah, you
3: first to hear it, you quickly turn and you look and you see the silhouette of what looks like a very large dragon.
1: Dragon! <laughs> Excuse me, why are you doing this?
3: You are in my territory. Leave now or perish.
1: Okay. Okay. What? <laughs> you
3: see like this this welling of 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 energy in its chest at the what? She's
1: definitely gonna do five. Oh, fuck with the count. <laughs> God damn it,
3: right.
2: I don't know who you think you are, but uh that, that is mine. No,
0: you can't you have to believe me, we're very good friends.
3: <laughs> this scene plays out before you as you are standing in the middle of this building that you're familiar with, the sense memory comes back, you begin to be able to smell the wood in the walls and the floor and the hearth burning, a stew cooking on the stove bubbling away, and the sound of the, the whittling and the, the, the wooden carvings falling to the ground.
2: Mm. Peace. I remember peace.
3: Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your dungeon master, Russ Moore. He, him. Also with me today
4: is Tom Laird. Yeah, that's me, he, him. And I am playing Flint, who also goes by he, him. And Carla Maxted. She,
0: her. I am playing Lip Sim- Lipsinky Pip Diggins. Whew, hard one. Also goes by she, her.
3: And Amy Moore. Yeah. And she Kyle heard a classic. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: Uh, I didn't That's even get me. a count to five that time.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and my wife, Amy Moore. Oh, fuck you. Okay, <laughs> God bless <glasses. laughs> it.
4: Still not speaking to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Amy was left out of the intro altogether. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how dare she swallow spit? Forget who she was playing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And more. Yeah, whatever. She, her. <laughs> playing PS. Um, she her. And uh Night Hunter at uh, she them.
2: And Kyle Classett. Hey, he him. And I will be playing Varanox. Also, he him.
3: Thank you for joining us today, everybody.
2: You're welcome, sir. Thank you for running a game for us.
4: <laughs> Anytime. Anytime. Any as long as it's a Tuesday. <laughs> Preferably Tuesdays at our regular scheduled time. That's
2: right. Is there anything else you can do on a Tuesday? I wouldn't know. I haven't had a free Tuesday
1: in In years. What do other people do on Tuesdays?
2: I don't know. (laughs) Sign up for a Patreon so that they can have an episode dedicated to them. (gasps) Like today's Patreon patron?
3: Patreon patron. Yeah.
2: I'm so sorry, Russ. I didn't mean to. Oh
3: no. No, No, Yeah, so we loved it. It So smooth. God, we're gonna have to start paying you just the dividends here, Kyle. God (laughs) damn. Like today's patron, Alex McCoon. Thanks, Alex.
1: Alex. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Alex. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.
3: Thank you, Alex. Uh, where you hear uh, Kyle in our Dungeons Downtime over on Patreon, you can do that there too, because Kyle hangs out everywhere with us. Our camera's do doing weird color changes. It's freaking me out. Yeah, you guys are out. very, it's very
1: red. warm. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Hot. But when you join us over there at Patreon.com/slash/DumbDragonCast, that's what that's what you get.
0: More Kyle. More Kyle. Hey. We've we've made him join everything yeah. we do. It was we started slowly, but yeah. we're quite insidious. <laughs>
2: right. Russ sends me words and phrases to record and then he inserts them so quietly. So you gotta just listen. <laughs> listen to yeah. everything yeah. multiple times, see where you can hear. He
1: me. is actually an adventure's of Go Search.
3: I've re-edited him <laughs> back throughout the entire run of the show. Perfect. So he just kind of pops in. You George lucas me. That's right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's play. Varnox, you're standing in the middle of your home in Blackpool, and you're watching Malice and Acer and yourself. They're guiding your hands as they're teaching you how to um, craft the wooden horse that you hold now in your hand. That has brought you into this memory, and you've been brought there by the spell that you cast upon it to unlock all of your most precious memories.
2: Varnox is just standing there watching it, remembering, like, that was peace. That was peace for him. And whether he still exists in, like, the material plane, like, you know, if lip if, the uh Thea, Knight, Hunter, and Flint can still see Varnox, he's just standing there, like, wide-eyed, crying.
3: I think it's probably makes sense that they see you so you you're in your mindscape have gone somewhere else because that's probably how varnox would have um relived these memories is in the, the the solace of your chambers not having to go anywhere not having to be interrupted by anybody just mm-hmm. reliving these moments so before you everybody else is varnox goes almost glassy eyed and is living something that you cannot see. and begins weeping before you. How does this memory end,
2: Kyle? This memory ends with uh, Varnox proudly showing his first carving. And uh, Malice just looks over at him and he says, Well, we've all got to start somewhere, don't we? And uh, he kind of just takes it and He gives a subtle nod and a a sly grin and they just have a little bit of laugh at the expense of this crudely carved thing. But it it is the memory that really matters about it, regardless of the quality of the carving. It's, It's something that started him on a specific path.
3: This memory begins to fade for you and it begins to fade into a new memory, a new scene
1: and it is a scene of, it's a bit of a montage, because I mean, I assume that Varnox has a little flair for the dramatic, and so (laughs) it's a montage of the thanks that townspeople have given him showing gratitude to Varnox in in different ways in, in one scene that it is melted into it is an old lady at a doorstep handing you a basket of freshly baked bread, uh, melting into a scene of uh, children leaving Bundles of wild flowers that they've picked on the side of the of the roads at your doorstep, uh, melting into uh, you shaking hands with the town mayor after getting rid of a particularly nasty, bothersome creature that's been stopping trade routes between that town and the next. And all these memories are flooding one after another in fairly quick succession, where you're feeling. The overwhelming feeling of gratitude and respect and belonging that you felt in this town. I
2: like that. I like that a lot.
3: Scene shifts and we're back in Blackpool after a long journey that Varanox has taken. Doing good in the world. And there's smoke rising from beyond the hills as he approaches. He rushes forward. As fast as he can to try to get back to Blackpool to stop whatever's happening, but arrives there and sees the scene of devastation that we we as we as the storytellers have have, have, have told already several times. But it's where the entire town of Blackpool has been erased its inhabitants, destroyed. And that's where we see Varanox now, on his knees, weeping with Malice and Acer in his arms.
2: I think, I think going down, going down that rabbit hole as far as, like, things, it, it's, this mimic comes across as a, a mixture. It's like, it's it means a lot because of who he lost. Uh, the scene of, you know, coming across the scene of malice and uh, Acer and being dead in the home that they shared for so long before Varanox got his own. Um, just the scene of devastation and destruction and realizing, you know, like he had been betrayed despite all the good he had done. Um, it's that moment of turning and then spinning maybe maybe like a week or so just kind of in a funk in a daze walking around like not even staying in Blackpool like he probably left right afterwards so another montage of him just walking through different you know different parts of the countryside and different cities ignoring people the entire way not like somebody on the side of the road pays them no mind doesn't answer um and then he reaches a point where he comes across another paladin a young paladin getting his start and uh, this is the first time Orcus whispers to him Zed he follows the one that killed your family that was the first whisper and that was the first time that Varanox took pleasure in his rage by murdering that nameless paladin and leaving him on the side of the road.
3: Scene of Varanox wiping his blade on the grass, sheathing his weapon, carrying on with this, what he didn't see at the time, but sees now through, through this altered version of this memory of this figure floating, this aura and figure floating behind him and beginning to follow him through this and all future memories that come. The next scene I don't uh, particularly have an idea for. It's like something that's happened, obviously. um, And we have loosely explained, but like when he goes back to Blackpool and sets that up, how does that sit in a quote unquote good memory?
0: Yeah, like when he goes back to Blackpool after killing that paladin, and starts to follow Orcus more Converts. and, like, take over that town and convert people, he feels good about that, right? He feels like he is helping them. Yeah. And also he feels some control, which obviously uh, feels good when your whole everyone you love has been destroyed. So he, yes.
3: so he has family dinners with all of the deceased uh, in Blackpool. Sure. Yeah. It's kind of a good memory. The memory fades into a scene of the battle at the Well of the Dragons. And we see forces on all sides um, fighting and 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 dying. And the image of these swirling souls is coming into view. And all of these souls are churning about, trying to find their place, and being driven up into this storm that is brewing above the Well of the Dragons. They're being sucked into what is this hidden or obscured portal in the sky. And we see... Off in the distance, we see Varnox, and Varnox is standing behind himself and a group of his closest regime and watching this and enacting this and the casters that he has around him propelling this energy forward. And we see these souls being sucked up into this portal and appearing and churning within the abyss, the roiling, bubbling ichor of the abyss, right in Orcus's lair. Orcus is standing over this this funnel that is feeding directly into him, and he is absorbing this energy that's coming through. He's eating it up. We see him gaining power, this hideous, grotesque, bulbous body with this goat skull head. He is cackling with the most venomous laughter as he is gaining this initial... This initial power that allowed him to begin taking over the gods. Which seems like an apt transition to one of these jails, one of these holding facilities, where we found Bahamut uh, and several of the other gods uh, and know that they were and are being held. The scene is dark. Sound of those chains echoes out through the space, and Palor is visible—a god of light who appears to be becoming extinguished.
4: Yeah. So, um, Orcus let Varnox kind of go to town on Palor. As they've got him all chained and collared up. And. Obviously being a god. And Varanox not being a god. He, he wasn't able to, to do much. Other than inflict some minor pain. On Pelor, Uh, Even after. You know countless hours. Of attempting to torture him. Uh, And that's when Orcus. Presented the wand. Into Varanox's hands. And said. This is what will help you in your quest. And there's this kind of like, you know, cut scene of like him him wielding the wand close to his face and you see like this eerie glow on his face and then like the camera stays there but the wand moves out of scene and then you see like a flash of this eerie light on the other way and then Varnox just like smiles. This like evil smile.
1: To have God blood on
4: his face? Yes, I mean, yeah.
0: Then there's the first day when he works with Lipsanky. She's just an intern. <laughs> uh huh. But there's something about her—immediate connection. Uh, kind of a, a real evil streak, truth be told. This kid's got she, moxie. She's she really, <laughs> yeah, can be creative in her cruelty, and then. Just montages of them going on great adventures that they love. They they create a giant wave and drown a whole town to turn them into undead, or they go um, and and cause the creeping death and destruction around a small town, as like everything just dies around it, closes in, and as they try to escape, they. Die and nothing can be done, and man, lip syncing Varnox just—it's so—it's so so funny. Like when that one guy tries to run, (laughs) what's he thinking? Even
2: we're taking bets and whatnot,
0: a hundred percent. And of course, we're in the airship, and we are like working on prototypes of our uh, undead
4: (laughs) drop zones. (laughs) Have to account for the wind.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, it is. Gross and cruel. But the undead are like this never-ending resource of cannon fodder Mm -hmm. that we can just manipulate in all kinds of terrible ways and feed off each other. Like, oh yeah, well, how about this? Oh yeah, well, how about this? And yeah, become great friends with their shared cruelty. But I think also like come to actually care about each other and yeah, are actually friends, even if it's all based on, you know, taking over the world with Undead for
1: Orcas. Okay, not that either of them would admit it's, it. Yeah. They're colleagues. Ex- uh, totally.
2: I think all those memories, uh, running together, uh, eventually coalesce into one moment where it's just Varanox and Lipsinky and uh, they look they look tired. They've been at work for a while getting things done, and they they look just fatigued. And Varanox takes a moment, sits back, looks at Lipsynche, just says, Lipsinky, I have to admit that if there were one person I would want to see left alive, it'd be you.
0: Oh you I feel the exact same way
2: Feels like a shame that We're eventually gonna have to Go that way too Doesn't it
0: Well I guess I guess I hadn't really thought about it At some point we will run out of other people
2: Yeah Huh Well uh, (laughs) The work must be done right Right. And
0: and there's a whole world to to, or at least you know a fifth of a world left to.
2: Right. I mean, yeah. it's, This is what uh, this is what we've been taught. It must be done, right?
0: Absolutely. Huh.
2: Well, if it must be done again, I'm glad I get to do it with you. Thank God I don't have to do it with that fucking Shangalar guy. That guy's a fucking brick.
0: Yeah, he was one of the worst, and we have seen the worst.
2: You know what? I think we are the worst.
1: <laughs> we are
2: the worst. Clean cups.
1: Whatever you guys are drinking out of the same malt glass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> two passing straws. the drink. Yeah, right.
2: Straws. skull.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yes.
3: Do you want to hang out with us? It's going to be a great time on the first Tuesday of the month with patreon.com slash dumb dragon cast. We have a hangout every Tuesday, not every Tuesday, <laughs> <laughs> just the first Tuesday. Of the month.
1: Okay, I'd like you all to just, in your in your mind's <laughs> eye, uh, picture Russ, our, our wonderful, very, very handsome DM Russ, uh, <laughs> arms tightly clenched around <laughs> himself, <laughs> eyes closed, <laughs> creating this song for you. Uh-huh. Messing up halfway through with a calendar thing, which I'm sure is just killing him right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, but powering on. Very. Well, it, was, it was beautiful. It was, fun it to was watch. really great. Thank it you. It was really Thank beautiful, you uh, but everything he said was true except for the every Tuesday thing. Well, I corrected
3: we... myself, so then everything else became true. Right, there the there fact was fact a, there yeah. was like a
1: fact check <laughs> <laughs> within the uh... real
4: time fact checking.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're just sitting over going,
4: nope,
1: <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, but yes, we do have a Google Hang. We fun fact: the original uh, was dubbed Google Hang because it was previously on Google Hangouts. It's true. And even though we don't use it anymore, the name just kind of stuck and now it is a thing. Uh, so we do that on the first Tuesday every of every month.
3: See, it's not so easy, it? You know, like is it, is it? Every month, run it's out not. a little bit
1: there. <laughs> yeah. It's the cry of all the all the patrons going, "It should be every Tuesday." <laughs> but then we could never record the podcast.
3: That's that true. would not work. That's that true. Uh,
0: but it's real fun. We hang out and like talk about the show and mostly just uh, actually bullshit about just, just what we've been up to, what shows Movies we're watching. Yeah. And, yeah,
3: it's, and it's got a live chat within it that you can we we watch and talk to you and ask you questions and find out more about what what's going on in your world. But also a Q&A that Tom is
4: very much in charge of. Absolutely. I look and forward we do... to ignoring more of Jess's messages.
1: We- That's right. If you're anyone who is not Jess, like ask in that yeah, Q and, and A. Yeah, use that Q and A. That's will for you.
3: Answer. <laughs> oh, Jess, we love, love you, you. Jess <laughs> Okay, uh, but we would love to have you. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast, where uh, we're recording this in the past, so I don't know if we've made it to our goal yet, but if we haven't, we hope that you come join us and help us do that. 100 patrons, it's a community goal. 100 is a lot of people in one space. So many people. So many people, and we would love for you to be there. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. Okay, bye.
5: Bye. Bye. Tuesday.
3: Do Kyle for Varnox? Do you feel like that would be one of the last memories that he probably would have stored in there?
2: I think that's the last memory, yeah, that that he has in there. Um, I don't think he has the memory of what he did on the beach because it just wasn't that time. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I guess Varnox would come out of that glassy-eyed look, just like so many liquids coming out of the face in like an embarrassing way where he just like kinda like puts up puts up his cloak and you know it's, it's a little embarrassing he's just like I uh you lipsinky you appear to mean a lot to me in ways that I didn't think would be possible going forward from where I've been
0: well it's it's true we' we're, we're very good friends and we were very very good being very very bad but now I, you you made this incredible sacrifice and Orcus was rising you you died and and we're here to we want your help hmm
2: Voronox walks over and takes the uh, the carving that future Voronox gave you and puts it back in your hand and takes your hand and clasps it over it and says, this is yours. Hold on to it. And he holds on to, he puts his hand back on it and also kind of like taps lip on the forehead between the eyes and says, if you ever want to relive some of your memories with... him. All you have to do is just... call upon it. should be able to know. But if you're half as good as... those memories made it seem... to be, then... perhaps I could get started on a new friendship early. That is if... well... and I look over at, like, everyone else... just like, uh... <laughs> I'm guessing you'll kind of forgive the things that I've done, but I guess haven't done yet. Well, I mean, I'm not
1: going to lie. The stuff you've done already isn't
4: great. Yeah, and I'd say it's in the past, but...
1: But it's in uh, the now, but also it is in the past.
4: But you know what? Um, We came to do a job, and if you can help us do that job, then you got your whole future in front of you, kid.
2: What if I could just step out of the picture, not die? I mean, Orcas would find me anywhere. No, this is pointless. And if I were to just die, then you'd wind up fighting me one way or the other.
1: Oh, yeah, we would prefer you not die. You are kind of pivotal to this whole plan we've got.
0: Yeah, I didn't... We... I'm not sure if we made this clear. We traveled in time to get back here so that you could help us.
2: Okay.
1: You have what we need. Only you. You are, you no. know, cornerstone, linchpin.
2: No, no. That All you, the other you, important bits. You are saviors. You are the, the heroes that people talk about.
1: At, but you fall into that like you fall into bad guy stuff. Oh. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, I'm just saying.
2: I. But the the gods, they, what they did, you still believe in them enough to stop what they're doing?
1: Well, they didn't, they, Flint.
2: Yeah, Yeah. it, it was more
4: Orcus did that to your memories. Yeah,
1: he puts on a great show.
4: That's what I saw. Of course. It was yeah. We know. We know that's what you saw. We got to see you see it.
2: <laughs> Twice. Uh, and you see like a, a green dragonborn blushing, which a little odd, but you know, it, it happens. Um it says, well, Yes.
1: <laughs> Do not be embarrassed.
2: Huh. I mean, I already let you carry me, so.
1: Well, And I've seen you cry. In my culture, we are practically married. Don't tell my wife
2: good to know. I'll be sure to keep it on the on the DL. Um, but uh, I I just I just don't know. This is a stark it's it's just all very soon, very sudden. I don't I don't know what it means. It's like a crisis of faith met with an existential crisis met with a, an ego death. If you said my old future self sacrificed themselves for it, then there was something, something there at the end that didn't seem right in my memories. It was a memory where we were talking, and I asked you, like, do 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 we have to do this, or something along the lines of being, like, eventually it's going to have to be us, and I didn't sound confident.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that crisis of faith and and existential crisis and ego death i mean my goodness i've i've seen you do this two times today now once once super evil you super awesome badass evil you on the deck of an airship and you changed your mind and you wanted to help them and now here it's it's happening again and and just know that you were way further along In serving Orcus then, and you still changed your mind.
1: Oh, and convinced Lipsinky to change hers because she
0: was not. Yeah, that too. I was, I was not. No, I, I was still worried she's she's going to turn on us. I wasn't. I wasn't. I
2: don't trust you. I, I trust you, Lipsinky. Um, feels odd. It feels like you've. You've been in the, you know, you've been in the organization a little bit longer than I have technically, and I feel like you're kind of my superior at this point, and, well, if you're turning coat, for lack of a better phrase, then, uh, fuck it, I guess, it's just going to lead me to death one way or the other, then, oh, what kind of existence is that?
0: Well? I guess that means now you're my intern.
2: I think that's only fair.
1: Montage. He's at a typewriter at a desk. He's getting lip <laughs> me coffee. coffee. <laughs> I
2: I,
0: oh, I take a drink and I throw it.
1: <laughs> his, Not hot his enough. His up on the, the intern memorial wall.
4: Oh, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Things have gone too far. <laughs> Things have gone too far. <laughs> Well, I guess that means uh, we have lots of work to do uh, uh, infiltrating Orcas' uh, system and taking him down from the inside now before he can wreak havoc and destroy the world 10 years from now. Yeah, so...
2: It only took that long?
1: Well,
2: you and I were very, a very...
0: We were a very efficient team. Uh, I know you can't really say because you don't know how powerful he gets in the future, but on a scale of, like, kind of annoying to totally taking over the world, where would you put Orcus right now? Like, what are we?
2: I I think if Orcus wants someone dead, they will find a way to make that someone dead um, and then undead. But naturally. naturally, you understand.
0: Un- un- unnaturally? Un- I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, it's very confusing now. A, a few deities have, well, already been removed, and that power, of course, goes to Orcus, even if uh, the death comes at a hand of one of the followers. So I know a Pelor is in there. A few others. It's uh, It would be a hard... Hard-pressed fight. Do you... Well, you just got here. I don't imagine you have any other allies. Oh, God. I'm your only ally right now? Yes. Yeah. Correct. Y- yeah. Yeah. Do you realize how shit crazy that sounds?
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. D- to be fair, our only ally at this time in this place, but there's other... It's so much more complicated than even we've explained. Oh to you.
1: my gosh, you guys, can we find us? Oh. Yeah.
0: You we haven't met yet here. But I mean oh. you
1: two are bound to meet sooner rather than later. How fucked up yeah. am I fucking things up right now? There's
3: a crack of energy <laughs> above you, above the <laughs> canopy of the forest.
1: And Bahama comes down and goes no. <laughs> no.
5: Yeah.
3: It's a bad no. no. There's a crack of energy above you, and you hear just this faint, distant sound. Oh, no. Is it a countdown
4: from five?
5: <laughs>
4: it's fucking grand
1: I probably could have stopped him from falling, but I
5: just Oh
1: didn't want to.
5: Oh, hey, 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 everybody. I got Donnie.
1: Oh, my God.
3: Oh, uh, Hey, you forgot me in the fucking future. Jesus Christ.
1: Listen, lots been going on. Are you OK, buddy?
3: You put me in a bag and said, don't
5: come out. And, and I was then-
1: supposed to grab the. Bag, a lot happened. There was a giant <laughs> portal. And then
5: old man Dingus over here walks out on a beach like, anybody out here? Yeah, I was. I walked out and said, is anybody out here? And then I said,
3: well, I guess it's just you and me. And then you know what he did? He picked up the bag and we walked into a portal. That just a random fucking portal.
1: Okay. Did it close behind you? Do you know if it closed behind you?
3: I don't know. Look up. You look well, up. I wasn't there before. There's, there's no portal. I guess it closed. Uh, Like the anus of one of those flappy flying things that flies at you backwards and tries to eat you from the inside out, upside down and sideways. There's a lot of things that happened after you fucking left. Honey,
1: I'm sorry. You want a cracker? Yeah. Yeah,
3: I do want a cracker. Get over here. Do you have crackers? We're We're in the time before the crackers disappeared.
1: I put a pocket full of crackers, but I forgot my pocket dragon. She cuddles him, reluct- like, with him reluctantly, <laughs> eating crackers. Hey,
5: everybody.
2: What, what, what is happening here?
1: Oh, this is-
5: I'm I'm Grancis. Hi. Nice to meet you.
2: Grancis?
5: We don't need to introduce, because that seems like a little bit overkill at this point.
2: There.
0: <sighs> so, Grancis and I, before I became your intern, yeah. and we were just, I was just like...
5: We were homies.
0: Working in the... Abis, I wouldn't say Best we friends. were homies, but
5: um, side pieces. We
1: were colleagues. We did, <laughs> we did dig together.
5: Yep, we, we did fucked. Dig. Is what
1: I'm trying to say. We <laughs> fucked. Fine. Everybody knows it. We just
5: <laughs>
1: we got down and dirty in the underworld. <laughs> no,
3: no, <laughs> no. no one Carla refuses. refuses.
1: Nope. Kill me all you want. <laughs> I'm not Francis' lover. <laughs> In fact, you, you said lover sounds a lot worse Ooh, than lover. side pieces.
5: Anyways, <laughs> what I was trying to say is I don't know, but I'm here because they thought I was powerful.
4: Well, I mean, you were at one time.
5: Yeah.
0: And you got out of here. Got out. Of- I mean, you didn't take an internship. You.
5: Oh, out of the abyss?
1: Yeah. I heard that he was rescued.
5: I was rescued by a tiny goblin named Flameykins. You can hear those adventures at patreon.com. It's <laughs> like Dragon. Cast. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
4: wow. in-character. Mid-episode plug. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, okay.
5: Anyways, uh, I was powerful and I lost my book.
4: Whoa.
1: You need the book to be powerful?
5: Yeah, I'm a wizard.
1: When did you lose Ooh, book?
5: Before I died the first time. I died, crashed, I crashed, landed a ship, saved everybody's life. Right, Thea? Right, Flint?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I, I
2: trust that's correct.
1: Sure.
0: I mean, you did. Went down.
1: And he makes one hell of
0: a pancake. You did tell me that story like a hundred million times. So I believe it.
3: Thea, make a perception check.
1: Why? Because I can't actually remember when that happened.
3: No, well, no, you can of course remember when that
1: happened. No, Amy can't. Twenty-six.
3: When he says, "Right, Thea, right, Flint," you see him stop and like hang on Flint for a moment, mm-hmm. and then kind of shake it off.
5: Yeah, no, we were to flying an airship, and it crashed and then we were attacked by girl to the dragon that seems like something that was probably happening at the time and then i used the electric power and summoned it and it vaporized my body uh but saved you
4: i mean it was pretty cool
1: it was pretty cool
5: it was pretty cool that we meal right. that he made
1: though before we experienced all that was even better though flint oh what was it
4: I only remember him making us pancakes, but that wasn't that.
5: Pancakes are fucking, fucking uh-huh. delicious.
1: Okay. Anyway, glad you're here. I mean, Varnox was just freaking out that he was the only ally we had in this um, time period.
5: Oh, I'm an ally. Yeah. yeah a friend of everyone. huh. good.
1: Is your book findable in this time period? Just curious. Because otherwise... You're what we call a liability.
5: <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, well, your you've got your wand. Uh, you have no real other landmarks to point at other than this tree right here. This tree looks like it maybe grew since the last time I was here. So, yeah, there's probably a book. I mean, I'm dead right now. Maybe I'm down in the am I down in the abyss? Barnox, can you find out if I'm down in the abyss? Because if I'm down in the abyss, I'm dead, which means my book is somewhere. Did you guys pick up my book after I died?
1: There was kind of a lot going on.
5: No, they didn't pick up my book.
1: Well, there was a lot going on. Yeah, no. You crashed a ship.
5: I did not crash a you ship. You electrocuted the cult
1: everything. Of
5: the dragon crashed the ship.
1: You did a controlled I saved landing.
5: Everybody.
1: <laughs> also
5: Am I down in the abyss?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot down there. There's
5: an old wrinkly guy who goes, Oh, boy. Oh yep, you're boy. down there. Great, great. I'm you're dead. You're
1: upsetting the dog.
2: Yep, The dog's you're got to poop. I remember that.
5: Okay, I'm down in the abyss. It means my book's somewhere. We get my book. Step one, get my book. Step two, money.
1: Money? Okay.
5: Step three, save the world.
1: Okay. You
2: might actually need money to gather some forces. That might not be a bad idea, mm. actually. Do
1: you do you have a way to find book? It could be anywhere in the world. Where are we?
2: I
5: need to make exactly? a divining rod. You know, like a divining rod? Sure, to, to find water. Uh,
1: Nighthunter just snaps a giant branch off of a tree and goes, Is this good?
3: Well, I can make this work. He begins walking off into the forest.
2: Um, while he does that, I'm just going to cast Locate Object. Yes. I don't know if it's in within range, though. Uh, it's got to be within 1,000 feet of me. I doubt that's the case.
3: No. That would be super convenient, wouldn't, wouldn't it? That wouldn't it be? Yeah, right? We'll it'd be it'd be
4: 100 great. for us, Kyle. See if it's it in, was in that tree.
1: <laughs> Can we do a thing where he opens a map and it'll like glow on it or something oh, via Buffy the Vampire Slayer?
4: Sure. We'll get out sure. the Ouija board and it will spell us uh, no, where it is. No, you never work with a Ouija yeah, board, sure. Tom.
3: Uh, you're a, you're <sighs> You're you're a, a second in command to Orcus. I will we'll grant a little bit of a wider net than the thousand okay. feet. Um, so you cast locate object, and yeah, does anybody have a map?
1: I do. Totally. I was a, I was a scribe. I have all sorts of papers. Great. Mm, one of um, these is a map.
3: You cast. Ah!
1: Lo-
3: you cast locate object. Your map begins to like. Bzz,
1: bzz, bzz, I was vibrating and You're I'm like, like back, just one back, sec back, back.
4: One your table for four is ready at the cactus club
1: oh wow you went door the explorer I was going vibrator it was two different moods <laughs> yeah, no,
4: <I'm...
1: laughs> wow this is very different <laughs> it's like backpack
5: uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. uh, <laughs> I'm not apologizing look for at the There's a
3: light it's, <laughs> it's on the city of greenest Dungeons & Dragons, Season 2, Episode 124, starring Amy Moore as Thea and Nighthunter, Carla Maxted as Lipsinki, Tom Laird as Flint, with Kyle Classett as Varanox, and Russ Moore as your Dungeon Master. Production and sound design by Russ Moore. This episode featured music from Epidemic Sound and Kevin MacLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io, and sound effects from Epidemic Sound, Boom Library, and Sound Ideas. A huge thank you to our supporting producers, Gabriel Lynch, Jessica Babiak, Cat Waterflame, Jacob Madden, Christian Brown, Devin Michaels, Craig Zeiss, Aaron Stevens, Daryl, Lulahan, L.A. Branton, Perry Maiti, and Nathaniel Teeter. You can support us and the shows we create directly by visiting patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Help us reach 100 patrons, and we'll throw an exclusive improv live show for every one of our patrons. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. We'll talk
4: again soon.
1: Uh, over the year. Did I steal yours, Tom? Totally. Oh,
0: oh dude,
4: I'm mean? so sorry. Saying, right? I'm trying to think of something else.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh.
3: <laughs> Gotta be quicker with that hand. <laughs> that's how you do a
4: crime. That is <laughs>
1: the right. I'm doing it.
4: Oh, my God. That's the exact fucking thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Usually I'm mind melding with Carla, but I'm. Without a word it. of a
4: lie, it was a townsperson handing him freshly baked bread. <laughs>
2: And I'm sure I would have liked it if Tom did it too.
1: But not as much though, right? Probably not as much. I guess <laughs> better
2: with me.
3: <laughs> All Tom's would have been was just, uh, you get some bread.
1: <laughs> <laughs> answer, no, I'm, I'm sure Tom bread. is like crossing off like bread, Ew. flowers. Tom
4: was right right ready to gave me some bread.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: oh my God. Does he have new Lara's soul?
0: Sounds like
1: no. it. I...
2: Amy is quit the
1: podcast. Quit.
3: (laughs) I know where Nudalar's soul is. Do you? (laughs) I put a tracker on it. (laughs)
1: It's a fucking knife, isn't it? I don't
3: know. Where's that
1: knife anyway? (laughs) Uh, Leosin Mm -hmm. has it? Who knows? Who knows? It's somewhere. Mystery.
3: Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production.
0: The Fable and Falling Network, where fiction producers flourish.
6: This is routine update log number six for Dr. Edison Tucker concerning my research into the town of Jerusalem, Oregon, and the existence of the supernatural, paranormal, mythological, etc, etc, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, since arriving, I've definitely encountered some stuff that could be classified under weird ass. I mean... Where else does putting lamb's blood on people's doorways actually work as pest control? And nobody in town will talk to me about the picnic area near Lincoln's farm. Although, could be because everybody thinks I'm one of those monster hunting idiots. Which I'm not, okay? I am an experienced professional who takes my work extremely seriously, and I am going to prove this if it's the last thing I ever.
1: Dr. Tucker, what have I told you about keeping samples in the fridge?
6: Although, to be honest, I think the biggest mystery on my hands is how I'm going to survive living with Lucille Kensington, stuck-up extraordinaire. So, if you guys don't hear from me again, it wasn't something in the woods that got me. Probably. Where the Stars Fell. Available now wherever podcasts are found.